0: All Things Techie Podcast is a product of the Extreme Media Network. For advertising and sponsorship opportunities, please visit www.extrememedia.ie. That's X-T-R-E-M-E, media.ie.
1: All Things Techie Podcast, brought to you by two tech junkies, Justin Dawson and Simon Lang. For more, visit www.allthingstech.ie for all things techie.
0: Well, hello 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 thank you for tuning in again it's justin dawson it's the all things techie podcast episode 11. and simon lang unfortunately is not with me today because he's off enjoying himself with his family down in county clare again uh, for the easter break but if you'd like to get in contact with me or simon in the future you can do so you can tweet me at justin or dawson or you can tweet simon at simon lang ab you can visit our website, www.allthingstech.ie, or you can use the hashtag on Twitter, All Now, this show is going to hit home for a lot of parents and adults uh, who may be either minding children or have some children or thinking of setting up a family. We are talking about online behaviours with children and we have some experts as well to talk to. I opened up the paper only recently and found this newspaper article which was alarming to me listeners. They have a column uh, for age 3 to 4 years of age, age 5 to 7 years of age, age 8 to 11 years of age and age 12 to 15. So we're going to address this, right? Have a listen to this. How many... This is in England, by the way. So, um, unfortunately, I don't have an Irish stat for this. And if anyone knows of some place that can provide me with Irish stats similar to this. But let's go with England, okay? 1% of 3 to 4-year-olds have their own smartphone. What? Have their own smartphone? Who gives their child of 3 or 4 years of age a smartphone? Sounds ludicrous right? 5% of them, uh, 5% of 5 to 7 year olds have a smartphone. You're talking about junior and senior infants here listeners. Okay, coming up to their 10th birthday, 8 to 11 year olds, 35% have a smartphone. And 12 to 15 years of age, as they reach into their teenage years, 83% had smartphones. Do they have their own tablets, listeners? Well, 19% of three to four year olds have a a tablet. Now, I know a lot of listeners might be saying, Justin, that's okay, but they're only watching Peppa Pig. They're still online. 42% of five to seven year olds have their own tablet. 47% of eight to 11 year olds in the UK have a tablet. And 50% of 12 to 15 year olds have a tablet. The average hours of watching TV a week well 14 hours for 3 to 4 year olds, 13 and a half hours for 5 to 7 year olds, 13 hours for 8 to 11 year olds and 13 and a half hours for 12 to 15 year olds of age. Online gaming is 36% of 3 to 4 year olds are doing online gaming Uh, Or play games on a tablet each week. 63% of 5 to 7 year olds, 74% of 8 to 11 year olds, and a massive 76% of 12 to 15 year olds. And 99% of 12 to 15 year olds are online each week, 93% of 8 to 11 year olds are online each week, 82% of 5 to 7 year olds are online each week, and over Half of them, 52%, go online each week, three to four years of age. That's an incredible statistic. And you may think, oh, they're just playing tablet games and they're just playing games or watching YouTube. But what really hit home, which I think got a lot of parents scared, was the Momo Challenge. What was the Momo Challenge? Have a listen to this. (coughs) IN THE U.S. AND THE U.K.
1: ARE WARNING PARENTS. IT'S ALL OVER SOCIAL MEDIA. A TERRIFYING VIDEO THAT TARGETS YOUR KIDS. THE ONLINE CHALLENGE ENCOURAGING CHILDREN TO KILL THEMSELVES. SUICIDE GAME ENCOURAGING CHILDREN TO HARM THEMSELVES. The image of this Japanese statue of a woman with bulging eyes and scary features. Here's how this dangerous challenge goes. Users start communicating with Momo on Facebook or WhatsApp, a free messaging service. They're given a series of tasks to finally meet the Momo, and those tasks start off small, but then escalate quickly to violent acts with photos for proof. The Momo intimidates and threatens those who don't follow its instructions, and the final challenge can be anywhere from harming to killing yourself. Local schools including American Academy and Parker recently sent out emails to parents warning them of the challenges they are most concerned about, Momo being one of them.
0: A terrified 5-year-old boy calls 911 after he saw Momo, the creepy bug-eyed ghoul that's been freaking everyone out. 5-year-old Giovanni says he was watching cartoons on YouTube when Momo popped up.
1: Mama,
0: you. He immediately called the Albuquerque police.
1: Find yes, we're going to find out who did it. Okay, but that that picture that you see,
0: that's not real. Now, it seems like Momo has disappeared into the mist because it was very fabricated and it was a Japanese um artistic figure that myself and Simon talked about before in previous episodes of All Things Techie and we'll put up some information on Momo on our show notes, allthingstech.ie. But we wanted to talk to a professional to find out what challenges that young children are facing, how as a parent you can protect them. So we reached out to Cleaner Curley from CyberSafe Ireland and she told us what CyberSafe Ireland is all about and how you can go about protecting children online.
1: We, we set up uh, about three and a half years ago now, um, and uh, you know we, we the, the founders had backgrounds in law enforcement and online child protection um, and uh, in, in the not-for-profit sector. But what we had in common was that we were parents of very young kids, mm-hmm. and we, we moved back to Ireland at around about the same time, and we're just really concerned that not enough was being done um, in terms of protecting children online, particularly in, in prevention, um, which obviously is, is key, you know, um, because some of the issues that, that we're dealing with, um, you know, things like cyberbullying or online grooming and exploitation, um, y- you know, the damage is done um, if it gets to the point where law enforcement is dealing with it. So ideally, really, you want to be preventing it in the first place. So uh, we set up as a charity, we're a not-for-profit organization, uh, and our focus is very much on education. It's education for children so that they grow up using technology in a a smart way, in a a safe way, in a positive way, Um, but also for parents, because obviously parents are a very key part of of the process.
0: Now, you've you've hit both uh, areas there. So do you go out, I'm guessing you go out to schools. Do Do you do separate meetings for both parents and for children?
1: we do we do because the messaging is the same but it would be uh, i suppose that they have to be age-appropriate conversations so we'd have, have quite a different conversation with the parents and um, what we would typically do is so we have a, a schools program and um, which you know is, is 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 a key focus for for what we do and we speak to kids age 8 to 13 so they'd normally be between third and and sixth class and right. um, we would survey the kids before we go in um, because in reality, um, it's very important how you talk to kids on this. Um, you know, If you uh, talk at kids, um, you're not going to change their behavior in any way. You're not going to influence how they, how they think about technology. So for us, it's very important that it's classroom-based, and it's very important that we know exactly what they're doing online before we go into the classroom. So we, we do a survey, um, an anonymous survey with the kids before we go in. We know exactly what apps they're using, what games they're playing, how many are using or uh, playing over 18 games? You know what their regular usage is and those kind of things, and we tailor the sessions accordingly. And then we'd speak to the kids. We'd have age-appropriate um, sessions for the different ages. So for the older kids, we tend to do a bit more group work. And um, you know, for the younger kids, in, in many situations, it can be a much lighter touch. We don't want to be introducing technology that they're they're not ready for. Of and then what we do is we, we use the information that, that you know, we've got from the kids in terms of their usage, and we, we tailor the sessions for parents. so we would then meet the parents usually. Um, we do a parents' talk maybe in the evening or after drop-off uh, school drop-off, whatever really is, is likely to, to get the most parents there. Um, and we, we'll talk to the parents about what their specific kids are doing online um, and what we found out um, and some of the risks associated with that. And, what we try and do is make it a very practical session, you know, leave them with, um, you know, tools, parenting tools for, for what they can do, simple steps that they can take that, that can make a huge difference. Um, so we try and make our, our sessions for both parents and kids very empowering. You know, there's no point scaring people half to death. Um, mm-hmm. what you want to do is empower people to be making smart decisions, you know, for their family or, or for themselves.
0: Now you, you mentioned there, you most of your team are parents themselves. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a big taboo of how early should you introduce your child to technology? How early should you give your child a mobile phone? I'm sure you're asked this by parents on a daily basis.
1: Yeah, we are. Yeah, and it's very understandable that this is a question that um, parents would have because it's like everything with with parenting. You know, it all kind of takes you by surprise. You know, from the minute you take the baby home from hospital, you realize that actually you're you're not as prepared for this as you thought oh God, you might be. Yes. Um, and I'm sure you're well in it with a, with a toddler at the moment. Um, but this is, this is just another, it's another part of, of, of parenting. Um, and, it, you know, it's something that, that you have to figure out. And that's a very natural question for, for parents to have. There's a lot of mixed messages in the media, which doesn't help as well, which, you know, go from, you know, all out restriction, don't let your kids on, on technology until they're, um, you know, uh, 13 or 16 or, or 35 or whatever it is, um, to... You know it's not a problem. it's all fine um and in reality, um parents are really struggling with this issue we we have some very good guidance on on our website actually that we developed um you know in uh, just a couple of months ago actually for safer internet day and um, which is specifically aimed at parents of younger children who are kind of grappling with these these decisions um you know, and it's 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 all sorts of things, like even with you know your your young child at home, you know I'm sure your your child's uh, probably is, is typical of many kids out there and in, in that they will be able to um, scroll through photos before they're this able is, to even say their
0: first word. Cliona, uh, my my niece uh, is able, who's t- three or four years of age, is able to open up the iPad and go onto YouTube and figure out how to, to navigate. And sometimes I look over her shoulder and it's as simple as watching other kids playing with Lego on YouTube. Yeah. I don't understand how that is of interest to them but then people out of the last month month and a half parents are getting very self conscious and what really blew up globally was the momo challenge is there any truth into the momo challenge
1: um well no i and i, I honestly i don't think we should spend time with it. The, the momo challenge is is like a self fulfilling prophecy so um you know it was taken very seriously by um because it was you know um i suppose uh, accelerated in the media um you know we tried to be very measured about it um uh, but we ended up actually not dealing with the media on it at all because um you know kids were being terrified by it parents were being terrified by it Really what it is, it was, it, was like, it was like a meme, it was like a concept, an internet concept, um, and something that, uh, you know, had to an extent gone viral, but hadn't really hit Ireland so much, mm-hmm. um, but had been around for a few months. It was a, a graphic image um, that was being used, you know, generally by lots of different people on the internet in YouTube videos and, and things like that to say, um, oh, Momo is going to, you know, curse you if you don't do this or that or the other. Um, but the way it was reported was more like a, you know, a piece of malware that was getting into your kids' games and YouTube videos and persuading them to to self harm and do things like that. And of course, as it was reported more, and as parents, you know, were telling kids about it more, then more and more YouTube videos were springing up, you know. And of course, as, you know, as, as, it it was something that actually, you know, just grew legs. Um, And a lot of kids were terrified by it. Now, great for, you know, in terms of getting parents actually motivated to to think about um, their kids' safety online. But the problem with these things is they distract from actually the reality is, you know, lots and lots of kids aged between 8 and 13, which is our our focus group, um, are on social media. They're on online gaming environments like Roblox and and Fortnite and, and lots of others. And anyone can ask them. Anyone can share any image with them. Anyone can ask them to do anything. You know, like p- total strangers can have conversations with them. So you know, while parents were very worry- worrying about this one specific threat, they were, you know, in many cases ignoring the fact that actually, um, you know, there were very real risks out there for for children. Well,
0: this th- this is this is something that people don't realize, and only until I did a bit more research and thought about it, Cleaner, is that they might stop their child from getting a mobile phone, but then they can be going on their Xbox, their PlayStation, and they're playing Fortnite or they're playing it on their PC and they can't be talking to anyone because it's an online system. It's an online console. It's an online game.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I know. And I mean, this, this is another thing, I suppose that you, you do see in the, in the media a lot Um and 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 sometimes in political circles as well. And I think a lot of the time it's very well intentioned, but there is a real focus on the smartphone and at what age kids should get a smartphone. And and certainly it's it's a question that we would get asked by parents. So we would say it's very important to focus on smart devices as a whole. So you know if your child has a tablet or an iPod Touch or a gaming console, uh, to a large extent they can do anything that they could do on a smartphone. So they'll make their calls on Snapchat or, um, you know, or WhatsApp or um. Instagram or, you know, or or one of the other apps. And and the the vast majority of those can can be used on on lots of different devices.
0: Um, I I, I say it it depends on age range, but what is the most popular social media apps for that age range that you're talking about?
1: Um, Well, it would be, um, so last year, uh, when we reported in September on our, our figures for 2017, 2018, um, the, the top apps were, um, I think, uh, Snapchat, which is always the, the, the top favourite, um, and then Instagram, and then um, I think it was either WhatsApp or Musical.ly, which is now called TikTok. So wow. they would tend to be at the
0: top, those, uh, those four, and then obviously YouTube as well. And what eight, eight or nine-year-olds know how to use Snapchat? <laughs> there are
1: lots of eight and nine-year-olds out there using uh, Snapchat. Uh, would you oh
0: believe? My wow! Because, like, even even as a technologist and someone that's interested in technology, I don't have the Snapchat app. Um, I do know how it works. But uh, do are you able to like they they say that Snapchat so you take a photo, it disappears. Yeah. Are there ways around saving the photo?
1: Oh, of course, sorry, yeah, absolutely. Right. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that, and that would, be, that would be, I suppose, a key concern with Snapchat. Um, you know, one of the big gimmicks with it, one of the reasons kids love it is that, you know, you send a snap, a, a photo or a video to, to, um, to somebody else, and they have kind of usually up to 10 seconds to open it. There are different settings, but um, uh, they'll open it, and then it'll disappear after kind of, um, uh, you know, up to 10 seconds. And there's a little counter that you can see it, it, it about to disappear. And, and, you know, that's very appealing to kids, um, but it can be much harder for parents to monitor um, in reality. Um, And also, I I suppose, you know, I'm not sure of of, uh, research on this, but I would say there's, there's probably a greater chance that a child will send something, uh, you know, in a disappearing format like that, that they wouldn't necessarily send um you know in, in any other format because they think it's just a bit of fun, it's going to disappear. So you know, disappear. We, we would see things like um, you know, um, Snapchat. Now all apps can be used for 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 these purposes, but it might be that you know a child will send a bullying message or, you know, a kind of nasty photo or a photo with a nasty caption on it. Um or, you know, maybe an inappropriate photo. Um, but what what I would say is um you know, generally speaking, are using these apps because they're having lots of fun on these apps and because they want to be able to chat with their friends and it's the same with gaming as well you know when we ask kids why they love gaming because we ask them what they like and what they don't like um you know about gaming and to try and get from them what 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 the risks are and get them really thinking about it Um, and usually when we ask them what they like about gaming it's the chat you know it's the fact that they can chat with their friends and you know can you imagine like when we were kids if we had that opportunity justin you know that when you leave school or, or at the weekend or whatever it is um, you know you can still be chatting to your friends like you know even if they're in a different
0: house this um, is true
1: and that's what they love about it and there's lots and lots of positive aspects to to technology and to what kids are using i'll but give you kids one kids example
0: kids, there cleaner like yeah. um one of my neighbor's children he's about eight or nine years of age he was on the street and he turned around to his friend last week and said uh oh uh, i'll be online later on and playing on my xbox and uh I said to them, why don't you just go into the house together and (laughs) console together? Oh, it's a one-player game, which I I wasn't aware that Fortnite is a one-player game. And they were going to join on the same Fortnite channel and just play against each other, even though they live next door. Yeah. (laughs) Back in our days, we would have used a CB radio maybe or walkie-talkie to talk to each other
1: i know i know but you know what like it's 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 all about really getting the good stuff out of technology and um you know managing the risks that are there and there are very real risks generally we would find that kids are having a very positive experience but what is very worrying is that you have um you know kids that are really young using you know they're on social media and um, long before they're ready for it because they're they're getting access to to harmful content the potential for you know cyberbullying, the potential for strangers being in contact them, all those risks are there. Um, so really what we would say, and you, know, you asked me before, you know, like how do parents make these decisions, like when you get a smartphone or when my child goes on social media? In reality, it needs to be an informed decision. And at the moment, a lot of parents aren't in a position, they're not getting the guidance and support that they need to make informed decisions. Um, Absolutely. Once the child is online, whether it is on you know, an online game like Roblox or you know they're watching YouTube videos, or they're on you know using apps like Snapchat or Instagram or TikTok, which are all social media. And um, then the the really important thing is not just that the parent has made an informed decision and looked into the risks and looked into the safeguards and you know is applying the the privacy settings and things like that, but also that they're engaged in the process, that they're monitoring what the kids are doing, that they're fully involved in it, that um, the kids aren't being left to it. And that's the thing that we worry about most. You know the kids are in these environments, um, you know, where there are very real risks, as well as opportunities, and they are being left to it. Um, And parents are really overwhelmed by this. So, I mentioned we have some content on our website that had some, you know, good answers to all those questions that parents have, particularly when the kids are younger, um, because you really want answers to these questions before you hand over too much access, because it's very hard to roll back. So, um, if I just give you the the, the, the URL for the website content, very easy it's it's just cybersafeireland.org slash healthy and under okay. that we have a lot of content there we have a, a, a topic on healthy use of technology and it covers a lot of those questions like when should i first get, get my kid a smart device when should i allow my for um, my kid on social media what are nice things that we can do together that is actually good use of technology you know where they? I can really kind of teach them stuff that that will be really positive use technology. All those kind of things that we find are questions um, from parents of younger children. You know all that information is is there, so I, I definitely recommend it for for parents. And there's a lovely um, one page um, handout or flyer that you can download as well, which is um, you know five uh, five uh, things that parents of younger children can do to keep their kids safe online. And that covers a lot of those areas and links to the website content as well.
0: I I think that's vital. And we will put that link up on our show notes as well. Oh, brilliant. Um, But but I I always find that I think the most important thing that parents could learn is how to lock down their device for their children so they can't get into certain apps that they, or if if anything, monitor what is going on to these apps as well or if if their children are going into these apps. And I find that with each iOS update with every um, Android update, they move around the settings for yeah. parental controls. And that's what I think it's most important for, for l- having websites like this that, that show the details of how to go into your device and lock it down for, for your child to use
1: yeah yeah um do you know what I mean like i I, I agree with you um justin um, and as a fellow techie, um you know we're always looking for the the technical solutions for these things. There are parental controls on pretty much every device out there that a, a you know a child will be using um and you know there are things that can kind of restrict the the type of content they can have access to, um you know who they can chat with, and, and all these things. so it's well worth checking those out. We have a page on the website um actually which is probably one of our most used uh, and visited pages, um, which is if you go to the website, uh, cybersafebarn.org and look under the parents section, this section on parental controls. And all we've done is we've created a page with links into different um, instructions on how to apply parental controls. For instance, restrictions on an iPad or an iPod touch, um, you know, or PlayStation uh, parental controls or Xbox parental controls or parental controls on your Virgin media network. We've links for all of those. It's very. I'm actually
0: looking at the page right now. It's 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 yeah. very detailed. It's excellent.
1: But it literally all it is. I mean, to be honest, there's very little work in it because uh, all we're doing is linking to the the, the actual instructions themselves. And um, but it is a kind of good one-stop shop for parents where they can they can go and you know especially if you're if your child already has a device, and um, it could be harder to apply them afterwards. But very important that you do. And um, but uh, you know especially if you're thinking of getting a child a device and you know the communion communions are coming up Oh God, yes. so if we're in that season a lot of children will be richer than you or i um, and uh, we'll have money to spend and a lot of them you know it's when they get their first uh, tablet we find so really important that part of the deal is before you hand over the tablet that they or whatever the the device is that you look at the parental controls on it Um, and that's something you can go back in and do it at any time as well but we'd recommend before you're handing it over and but one thing that's really important to say on that justin is it's not um it's not you know a kind of magic solution older kids will often find ways around uh, parental controls and um, so they're well worth putting in place um, and particularly for for younger kids um but just realize they're only part of the solution they're good for backing up a rule and um, but really the most important thing is that you have the rules and that you're having lots of conversations with your yeah, kids and really motivating them to kind of um, be using technology in a, in a smart way in a safe way so you know, if you're saying so, for instance, lots of kids are on YouTube, there are um, restrictions that you can put on YouTube so that, um, you know, anything that YouTube know is, you know, adult or over 18's content will be blocked. Now, it's not foolproof, but it's definitely worth putting on for any child who's on YouTube. Um, and YouTube kids will be better for, for, for the younger kids, which is a separate app. But, you know, what you can do is you can have a rule. So you use that technical control. You put in the restrictions. There is a link on, on that page if anyone wants to know how to do it. Um, do that, but also make it part of the deal. You know, I'm going to let you watch YouTube, but the deal is I'm keeping an eye on what you're watching and also I'm going to put the restrictions on it. If you take them off, then you're not going to be allowed
0: to watch YouTube. In you fact, know. So my it's, friends uh, mentioned that, that you can lock down YouTube kids for uh, a set amount of time that they yeah. can watch. The, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Right,
1: yeah. It's great for the toddler tantrums, there. Yeah. Um, you just yeah, you do the timer, and then um, it's, it's YouTube is the it's the bad guy, not you. Um yeah, you can you can you can you can use the YouTube Kids app, and um, you can set a timer on it for you know so that they get half an hour. Um, and I think it, the use of timers is a good idea because really, whether the kids are gaming or they're on YouTube or whatever it is that they're, they're doing online, a lot of these environments are actually quite addictive. You know, that yeah. that's the way they're designed, you know, they want to keep your attention. They, whether they're collecting your data in the background or um, they're they're pushing advertising into you or whatever way they're making their revenue, they want to keep you on for as long as possible, you know. Um, so it's important that kids know that, um, and it's important that they learn to self-regulate. So using timers and things like that and agreeing upfront, and you might need to do it every time they go on a game or every time they they go online. You know boundary on it you can have this for half an hour but i need to know that you're going to come off it or you're not going to get get to go on it next time so it's trying to get them to manage and regulate that themselves and that takes time but it is very important because at some point all of our kids um, you know aren't under our control anymore so if you just restrict 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 control 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 and don't empower them to actually regulate themselves um, you're not doing them
0: anything. You know, it's true. It's it's a fine balance. cleaner I appreciate the time you've given us. Uh, the website, cybersafeireland.org and uh, all the details and all the documents, we're going to put them up on our show notes. As well. It's great to have cleaner Curley from Cybersafe Ireland talking to us on All Things Techie podcast. And if you like to visit the Cybersafe Ireland website, you can visit us at www.cybersafeireland.org. You can tweet them at cybersafe Ie or Facebook cyber safe Ireland for more information some of the uh, websites that she mentioned we're going to have up on our show notes which are available at allthingstech.ie we're also going to be teaching parents like you how to keep your PCs your tablets and mobile phones for children safe and we're going to put up little videos That's going to be available on our YouTube channel, and if you want to look at my website, justinordorson.com, I will be doing how-to tutorials on that very soon. Thank you for tuning in. This has been episode 11 of All Things Techie. If you want to become a guest contributor to the show, please send me a, an email by visiting our website, www.allteenstech.ie. You can tweet me at Justin or Dawson, or you can tweet Simon Lang at Simon Lang AV, or you can use the hashtag, hashtag All From me, Justin Dawson, and Simon, who couldn't be with us today, thank you for tuning in. Please hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening in, and thank you for tuning in. All Things Techie Podcast is a product of the Extreme Media Network. For advertising and sponsorship opportunities, please visit www.extrememedia.ie That's X-T-R-E-M-E, media.ie.